0: Welcome and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Today's message comes from Pastor Tony Ria. The song that we were going to do for you is a Lauren Daigle song, it's called You Say, uh, and it has some really powerful lyrics to it. There's a really strong message in the song And so I wanna wanna give you just a few of those lyrics. It says, I keep fighting voices in my mind that says I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. But the only thing that matters now is everything God thinks of me. In God, I find my worth. In God, I find my worth. And in God, I find identity. Friends, this is the absolute truth. As believers, our true identity is in Christ. And, the, and Simon Peter, one of the disciples of Jesus, who, if anyone had trouble uh, and struggling with identity, it was him. He said in 1 Peter 2.9, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Uh, do you understand that? Uh, You belong to God. And he made that very clear this morning during the worship time when he challenged us to receive his love and to know how much he loves us. He says, you are a people belonging to God so that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful or marvelous light. This is who we are. We are not our own. We are not of this dark world. We are people of the most high God us nobody else and the Bible declares that over and over again especially in the New Testament the Bible tells us you are a new creation you are loved beyond measure you are forgiven you have been set free again God spoke that very clearly to us today. You've been set set free. You are righteous. You are worth dying for. You are set apart. You are valued. You are treasured. You have eternal life. Just to name a few. And all 10 of these declarations are given to us multiple times in the scripture. They are all true. You can believe everything that we just read, all those 10 verses that you just saw on the screen, Uh, but the truth is they're not reality, and they're not reality because we don't believe them. Our human nature just won't allow us to reconcile that a holy God, a creator God could possibly love us that much even though he has told us repeatedly over and over again that he loves us with an everlasting love, that we belong to him, that he would never leave us or forsake us, that we are engraved on his hand, still we doubt him. And so here's what, what we end up doing. We listen to the lies and the accusations of the enemy and that coupled with our own insecurities and shortcomings, we're compelled to conclude it must be true, we are not enough and we will never measure up. We'll never be the man, we'll never be the woman, we'll never be the people that God has called us to be. And friend, that negative mindset is a big problem today. It's a big problem for relationships and for marriages. It's a problem for parents and for families because what's on the other side of all of that inadequacy is a world of anxiety and emotional pain And according to the experts, it is out of control. I'm talking epidemic proportions these days. And please understand, before I was a senior pastor, uh, I was a youth pastor. I worked with students for 15 years. And making transitions during the teen years always includes a fair amount of angst, insecurity, and self-doubt. But you talk to any child psychologist or family therapist these days, and they will tell you that there has been an undeniable and marked shift in a student's mental health over the past three to five years. And at the top of the list is stress and anxiety. The most recent statistics from the National Institute of Mental Health show that 25% of all children between the ages of 11 and 18 are at risk. 25% 25% twenty-five percent of our children, one out of every four, have to deal uh, with this overwhelming anxiety in their lives. And again, I'm not talking about a garden variety kind of stress, the kind of stress that we all dealt with when we were young and we were going through the teen years. No, the anxiety I'm speaking of is causing kids to miss school, to drop out of normal everyday activities, This anxiety is keeping them depressed and medicated and even contemplating suicide. And we're seeing uh, signs of the same type of behavior in children at the elementary school level. I'm talking five and six year olds. And again, according to the experts, there are multiple contributing factors. I mean, there's a lot going on here, including the not so wonderful world of social media. And without attempting to put all the blame on social media or on technology, more and more studies indicate a direct link between social media use and severe anxiety in adolescence. And the truth is, this younger generation exists in a culture continually immersed in social media. Students live on their phones and tablets these days. On average, nine hours a day. They're preoccupied with videos and stories of their friends and followers. And they're engaged in a media frenzy around the clock. And unfortunately, many kids get caught up in the social media self-destructive comparison web. I'm going to say that again. That's the terminology that's being used. The social media self-destructive comparison web where they compare their lives with everyone else. And oftentimes it leads to overwhelming discouragement and feelings of severe inadequacy. You see, sometimes we just lose sight of the fact that social media is not an accurate picture of ordinary life. At best, it's a platform where people showcase their absolute best image. And now I mean a steady stream of pictures and portrayals, perfectly staged and photographed, to provide a skewed and distorted version of their own reality. And parents, check it out. Social media is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Now, you can limit and even monitor your child's involvement in it, and well you should, but you can't get rid of it. Technology is only going to increase. And so instead of social media purging, you know, throwing all of your screens and all of your monitors in the trash, I think a better game plan is to assess and evaluate today's issues and then deal with them head on, making the appropriate challenges and changes. And the very first thing we need to do is make sure that we take fear out of the equation because that's what we always do. And I felt it come into the room when I was talking to you just a few moments ago. It seems like we always gravitate toward fear. Can I tell you that fear is unhealthy and it doesn't do anybody any good, not you or anyone else. That's why Paul made it very clear in 2 Timothy 1, 7 that God has not given us the spirit of fear. Can we say that? God has not given us the spirit of fear. One more time, God has not given me, me, the spirit of fear. But he's given us a couple things, hasn't he? What? Power, love, and a sound mind. And what's that one in the middle again? Love. Love. God has given us the gift and the spirit of love. God is love. And he has given that love to us. Not only has he received us, not only has he loved us, but he's given us the capability of loving one another. And again, it was... Paul the apostle in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, that said there remains these three, there's always going to be these three: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest gift that God has given to us is love. And does that statement, the greatest of these, is love, does that ring a bell for anyone? It does for Therese. Appreciate that, hon. Thank you. <laughs> If you were here last week, it should, because last Sunday I told you, this was in lesson number three of the Family Matters series, I gave you three ways to optimize your influence when it comes to your family, your children, and your grandchildren. Do you remember those three? Just last week. Let me help you out. Number one, have a sacrifice mentality. Number two, invest in your family members' dreams. Remember that? A couple of you. And then number three, prove the greatest of these is love. And last Sunday, we covered the first two. And I told you that we would uh, go over this last one today. And I know the message last Sunday was aimed at fathers because it was Father's Day. It was directed at dads and granddads. But theoretically, it was for everyone because we've all been given a God-given influence. We have all have that right from the Spirit of God. And so in the time remaining this morning, what I want to do is I want to give you, especially parents, five ways to demonstrate God's love or the spirit of God's love to your children. And in so doing, make every effort to reverse or at the very least minimize the growing trend in anxiety. This is what we're after. We don't want our children to have to face this and deal with this. We don't want our elementary school children to be so filled with stress and anxiety that they can't do the normal things that children can do or are supposed to do. And parents, if your children are in that number, if right now they are struggling with some anxiety and some stress, please don't blame yourself and do not let fear consume you. We serve a good God a powerful God, a healing God. So, five ways to demonstrate the power of God's love, and in so doing, prove that the greatest that we have is love. And again, this message is aimed at parents, but I think we can all appropriate it to our lives. Number one, don't just show it, say it. Don't just show love say i love you in other words learn to openly communicate these three words loudly and i wonder if we could try that this morning everybody just look here at me i know you're busy taking notes and so but uh look look up here at me and say i love you, I love you. one more time I love you. thank you i love you too love you. listen there's a lot of ways to express love to do little things uh, there's gifts, there's, there's sending cards and text messages and flowers. All of the things that we do to express to the people we love how much they mean to us. But from my perspective the absolute best way to demonstrate and communicate love is to say it. To take the mystery out of it. And let the people who are the closest to you, the people in your family, know just how much they mean to you. This is something that doesn't happen. You would think this is a no-brainer. But all of the time that I talk with people over the years, I, I am amazed at those who've not heard family members say the words. I mean, you can write them in a card. You can text message them. That's good. But people need to hear you say them. Your children need to hear you say, I love you. You know, recently I was in a, uh, I had a deathbed conversation with a man who was very sick. He didn't have much longer to live. And so I I went to visit him and just wanted to make sure they had all of his spiritual affairs in order. And we, we had a really good, intimate conversation. And towards the end of our conversation, he asked me to tell his family that he loved them. He wanted me to communicate to his family members, his wife and his children, how much he loved them. And so after I heard that, I asked him two questions. I said to him, does your family members, your wife, your children, do they know how much they mean to you? And he goes, oh yeah, absolutely, I, I know they, they know that. I said, question number two, have, did you ever tell them? Did you ever say to them or how many times did you say to them that you love them? He goes, well, I, I never really came out and said it. I mean, I just expected them to know it from my actions and from the way that I have lived my life I I don't communicate very well, so I really haven't said those words to my children. I said, well, how about we do this? How about I invite all of your children to come and see you, and I set the whole thing up, and I make it real easy, and all you have to do is say those three words to your kids. Just say it. He wasn't comfortable with that suggestion. As much as he wanted to do it, as much as he wanted his family members to know that in his heart he had great love for them, he could not get it out. Friends, let me give you a little bit of advice. Do not, please, do not go to your grave without communicating accurately to the people you love how much you love them. Amen. Let them hear you say it. And if you have trouble with it, if you can't get it out, stand in front of the mirror and practice it over and over again until you can get comfortable saying those words. Because that's a way that you can demonstrate and prove to the people in your life, you love them. All right, number two, teach your children life skills. Teach your children life skills. And you know, sometimes as parents, we just take this for granted. We, we expect that our kids are gonna know how to do certain things because they've watched us do them for years and years. It doesn't work that way. You have to take the time to teach them. Now, I, I mentioned this to you a number of months ago in a recent survey, 35% of all college students, college-age students, college-age people, 35%, so one in three, they did not know how to do a load of laundry or cook a hard-boiled egg. One out of three. You know why they didn't know it? Because parents just did it for them. Instead of teaching them or showing them they just did it. And and you know why they just did it? Because sometimes it's less aggravating to just do it, (laughs) rather than teach them or show them how to do it. And so what happens is they don't gain these skills. Teaching children life skills demonstrates love. I'm going to repeat that for you. Taking the time to teach your children life skills, it demonstrates the love that you have for them, especially when you exercise a little patience and you make an investment of time. When you know going in, this is going to cost you some time, but you're going to do it anyway. You know, not long ago, Therese, decided she was going to make some homemade chocolate chip cookies. And whenever I hear that, I'm all in. Agreed? I mean, who doesn't like chocolate chip cookies? So she is going to make these cookies. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, But then she has the brilliant idea that she's going to teach Giovanni how to make chocolate chip cookies. Now, Giovanni, he's four years old. She already taught Audrey. Audrey's a whiz at it. But now she's teaching Gio four years old, and Gio wants to do it all by himself. Everything. Do you have any idea how long it was from the time Chocolate Chip Cookies was announced until the time I actually put one in my mouth? <laughs> Hours, that's right. Seem like it anyway. Teaching life skills, like decision-making, time and money management, good hygiene, meal prep, and, sh- and so. That creates bonds of love. And not only does it do that during the time that you're ta- you know, working with your child, but it also builds self-esteem and self-assurance and confidence in your child. And I promise you this, it is extremely rewarding when you get down the road and your kids are operating well and they're doing a lot of good things And someone asks them, where did you learn how to do that? And they say, my mom taught me that. Or my dad taught me that. That is a really good feeling. Okay, so number one, say I love you. Try that again. I love you. Thank you. Number two, teach your children something. Teach them something. And number three, acknowledge good choices. Acknowledge when your children make good choices. You know, sometimes as parents, we're quick to notice all of the bad decisions or the poor decisions that our children make. You know, we want to be responsible parents, and we want to make sure to correct our children so that they don't repeat that bad behavior. I mean, what we do oftentimes is we talk to them about how potentially damaging those kinds of decisions can be, and then we reinforce the lesson by maybe offering a little bit of a disciplinary action, particularly when it's a really bad thing that they do. And when done right, when done appropriately, discipline. I commend you for that. It's really important that as parents we, we can do that. But by the same token, parents need to acknowledge and recognize when, our, when their children do something good, when a good decision is made, when they make the right choice. Now, the problem is, as Christian parents, sometimes we expect our children to always make the right choice. Just like we did, right? Always do the right thing. Of course, they're raised in a Christian home, they know better. It doesn't always work that way. And so, in a way, what happens is the negative gets elevated over the good. And the good is not only ignored, but it's not even rewarded. Seldom rewarded. So, taking the time to acknowledge wise choices... And as a parent, going the extra mile to make a big deal about it, that shows and demonstrates love. And parents, keep in mind, according to the statistics, it takes six positive statements to balance out one negative comment. Six positive statements to balance out one negative comment. So the praise to criticism ratio is six to one just to break even. So, how about a little bit more praise? You can try that with your spouse too, not just your children. And that leads to number four celebrate victories and accomplishments. Celebrate victories and accomplishments. This demonstrates love. This shows your children that the greatest gift that you have to offer is love. And by celebrating, I mean recognize, reward, and remember the special achievements of your kids. And when you hear that statement, I guess the first question you would probably ask is what needs to be celebrated? Okay, if we're gonna celebrate the achievements, what is it that needs to be celebrated? Well, according to a recent survey, 70% of all kids, how many? Seven-zero. 70% of all kids say that their self-esteem gets a tremendous boost when parents and adults recognize the small everyday achievements that they make. The small accomplishments. You see, when we think about celebration, we usually think about the big events The significant incidents that take place in our families, like making the basketball team or the cheerleading squad, you know, winning a science project or getting the lead role in a school play. But according to the research, when a thousand fifth and sixth graders were asked the question, what makes you feel really good about yourself, what builds your self-esteem, what kind of Takes away that stress, uh, that normal stress that you go through. They said it was more about the little things, not the big things, the little things that rarely gained them any praise or any positive comments. And this speaks volumes, because typically, uh, as families, we do celebrate the rare achievements. But according to the experts, Kids feel the most love when parents acknowledge the day-to-day victories, the things that they do on a regular basis, like comb their hair and brush their teeth, keep their rooms clean, eat all their vegetables, get their homework done on time. Those are the things that we can comment on and celebrate that bring the most good to our kids. And that leads to the last one, Number five, the final way to prove to our families and to our children that the greatest gift we have to offer is love, is to create some simple traditions. Create simple traditions. And what I'm talking about here doesn't have to cost you a lot of money and it doesn't require a tremendous amount of planning. But what you do have to do is make an investment of time and activity, the operative word being time. With your children, with your families, time is extremely important. And I promise you, when you do this, when you're willing to invest some time and create some traditions down the road, they will produce some wonderful memories. I mean, we get together as a family, we talk about some things that we've done years and years ago, and it just makes everybody feel good and warm on the inside. I remember when Tony and Chris were in middle school. Every day that they would come home from school, weather permitting, we would go out in front of the house and we'd play two-on-two football. And this didn't, have, this didn't cost us anything. We didn't even have to get in the car and go anywhere. We just played in front of the house in the street. And old Therese was not the fourth player. You know, she did a lot of things with us. Football was not one of them. There was a young man across the street, his name was Tim, and he loved to come over and play football with me and uh, the two boys. And he, he loved it. He was a little older than them. Uh, he didn't mind that, he came over. It was usually uh, Tim and Tony against Chris and I, and since Tony's not here, I'll, I'll tell you that Chris and I usually won. <laughs> Tone will to listen to this tomorrow. <laughs> but we did. <laughs> you know, we moved out of the neighborhood 20 years ago. And just a few weeks ago, I saw Tim at Meyer. He, he's been working there for 30 years. I didn't know it. He's a manager there now. And I saw him, and we were just a couple of minutes into a conversation, and he brought up these little football games that we engaged in years and years ago. I mean, he just kept talking about them. And how important they were to him and how much they meant to him. And as he described uh, and and talked about him with such emotion, he was reliving. I I could just tell some of the, the greatest moments in his childhood. And those memories, they really touched me. You see, life happens. And as a family, you can have your share of negative and challenging and tough memories without even trying. It demonstrates love when you take the time to purposely and intentionally create some good memories, to just start some simple traditions as a family, knowing that down the road, it is really gonna benefit everyone. Okay, so one more time. Don't just show love, say it. Take some time and teach your children life skills. Acknowledge good choices. Celebrate victories together, especially the little ones, the ones that you sometimes don't mention, and create traditions. And in closing, remember this. The greatest achievement in this life is to reveal to our family members, to our children, to our spouse, and really to the world around us that the greatest gift that we have is the gift of love. Jesus taught his disciples, his disciples taught us, Paul the apostle wrote it out, he said you can't do any better than love. So, let's bow our heads together. We're gonna have a closing prayer. In fact, you know what, let's all stand. Can I get you to stand? And what I'd like to do is, uh, families, uh, wherever possible, just take the hand of a family member, husbands and wives, if the, if the kids are around, try to take hands, and then if there's somebody uh, that doesn't have a family member there by themselves, then just adopt them into your family so everybody's holding hands, okay? And I just wanna pray a prayer over you, okay? We're into this Family Matters series, and uh, today we wanted to address the parents and talk to the parents. Uh, You know, it's not easy to forge a a strong Christian family these days. And so we we have to take the time to work at it. We we like to talk uh, and teach during the Family Matters series. Uh, We like to address our singles, our married couples, our parents, our church family. Uh, this, This message, as you can tell, was aimed at parents. But again, it's for everybody. But you have the power of influence among your children for years to come. And so, Father, we just thank you. Thank you once again for reminding us that the greatest of these is love. You've given us so many gifts, Lord. You've been so faithful to pour out your very best. Again, you reminded us of that this morning. You gave us your son, Jesus Christ, who showed unbelievable love when he sacrificed his life on the cross. Lord, we received that love. We don't listen to the lies. We don't make judgments based on our own understandings or opinions, Lord, we put our faith in you, the declarations that you made in your word, that you love us with an everlasting love, and we are people the Most High God. And you've not given us the spirit of fear, but you've given us love, Lord. You've given us love. And I pray a special gift of love for every family here today. Lord, I'm asking right now, that you would do something unique, something uncommon and something miraculous in the hearts of family members today as you just bring them together, Lord. I know that there are hurts associated with families. I know there can be some divisions. There can be some problems and some issues. And, Lord, we shared some statistics today about how anxiety is getting in the mix. But, Father, we pray a word of healing today in every dimension physically emotionally spiritually relationally we thank you lord god for a wave of healing over the families of community christian church you are a good god lord and we are not going to allow the enemy to identify who we are we know who we are in you lord our identity is in christ And we are the people of God. And so we pray blessing, Lord, over the families. Every good and perfect gift we know comes from your hand. And we believe, Lord, good days ahead for all the families of our church. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, please be seated for just a second. Are we going to be able to get this song in? We are. Okay. All right, Just before we do this song though, I did want to acknowledge some special guests who are here uh, and just uh, give them a round of applause. Uh, Pastor Charles Green, his daughter Cindy, and Patricia Beal, could you just wave to us? Thank you so much for being here today. Pastor Charles Green has been in the ministry over 70 years, preaching a gospel message for 70 years. He started when he was 20 He's now 90-something, so he, he has really been faithful to the call that God's placed upon his life. And I mentioned this to him the other day when I saw him, that 35 years ago, 35 years ago, Pastor uh, Charles was at my home church, gave a message, and I still remember the text to this day. His text was, if you think you can, you can, which really is a message of trusting God, and leaning on his identity as opposed to our own. One more round of applause. Thank you so much for being here. Prepare ourselves for this song. Thanks again for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. For more messages like this and other resources, visit us online at cccsterling.org.